Good morning. For today, Saturday, February 5th, I get to talk about someone that's uh, actually very close to home and a little more modern than so far back and someone that I actually met in person. Today, we are going to do Miss Leah Chase. Leah Chase was an American chef based in New Orleans, Louisiana, an author and television personality. She was known as the queen of Creole cuisine, advocating both African-American and Creole cooking. Her restaurant, Dookie Chase, was known as a gathering place during the 1960s among many who participated in the civil rights movement and was known as a gallery due to its extensive African-American art collection. In 2018, it was named one of the 40 most important restaurants of the past 40 years by Food & Wine. Chase was the recipient of a multitude of awards and honors. In her 2002 biography, Chase's awards and honors occupy over two pages. Chase was inducted into the James Beard Foundation's Who's Who of Food and Beverage in America in 2010. She was honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Southern Foodways Alliance in 2000. Chase received honorary degrees from Tulane University, Dillard University, Our Lady of Holy Cross College, Madonna College, Loyola University of New Orleans, and Johnson & Wales University. She was awarded Times P.K. Yoon Loving Cup Award in 1997, the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, named a permanent gallery in Chase's honor in 2009. Leah Chase was born to Catholic Creole parents in New Orleans and grew up in Madisonville, Louisiana. Her ancestry included African, French, and Spanish. Chase's father was a caulker at the shipyard and her grandmother was a registered nurse and midwife. Chase was the second oldest of 13 children. She was six when the Great Depression struck and later recollected Recollected, surviving on produce the family grew themselves, okra, peas, and greens, and clothes made of sacks that held rice and flour. The children helped cultivate the land, especially the 20-acre strawberry farm her father's family owned, which Chase described as forming an integral part of her knowledge of food. I always say it's good coming up in a small rural town because you learn about animals. Kids today don't know the food they eat. Girl, they still don't. If you come up in a country town where there's some farming, some cattle raising, some chicken raising, you know about those things. When we went to pick strawberries, we had to walk maybe four or five miles through the woods and you learned what you could eat. You knew you could eat that mayhaw. You knew you could eat muscadines. You knew that growing up in the woods. You just knew things. You got to appreciate things. Madisonville, a segregated town, did not have a Catholic high school for black children. So Chase moved to New Orleans to live with relatives and pursue a Catholic education at St. Mary's Academy. Chase's roots were heavenly scented in Louisiana with only one great-grandparent born elsewhere. Her ancestry was multi-ethnic inclusive of African-American, Spanish, and French. Her ancestors included one of the first African-Americans to serve Louisiana State House of Representatives. After high school, Leah held other jobs, including making racehorse boards for a bookie in New Orleans, in which she was the first woman to do so, and an overseer of two non-professional boxers. Chase's favorite job was working as a waitress at the Colonial Restaurant and the Coffee Pot, which has been renamed Cafe Beignet, and the Old Coffee Pot in the French Quarter in New Orleans with a pay of a dollar a day. In 1946, she married jazz trumpeter and band leader Edgar Dookie Chase II. His parents owned a street corner stand in Treme, founded in 1941, that sold lottery tickets and homemade po'boy sandwiches. 
Chase began working in the kitchen at the restaurant during the 1950s, and over time, Mia and Dookie took over the stand and converted it into a sit-down establishment, Dookie Chase's Restaurant. She eventually updated the menu to reflect her own family's Creole recipes, and as well as recipes such as Shrimp Clemenceau, otherwise available only in white-only establishments, from which she and her patrons were barred. In 2018, Food and Wine named the restaurant one of the 40 most important restaurants of the past 40 years. Dookie Chase became a staple in the black communities of New Orleans, and by the 1960s became one of the only public places in New Orleans where African Americans could meet and discuss strategies during the Civil Rights Movement. Leah and her husband, Ecker, would host black voter registration campaign organizers, the NAACP, black political meetings, and many other civil leaders at their restaurants, including local civil rights leaders A.P. Tarot and Ernest Dutch Morial, and later Martin Luther King and the Freedom Riders. They would hold secret meetings and private strategy discussions in their upstairs meeting rooms where she served gumbo and fried chicken. Dookie Chase had become so popular that even though local officials knew about these illegal meetings, the city or local law enforcement could not stop them or shut the doors because of the risk of public backlash. Dookie Chase's restaurant was key when King and the Freedom Riders came to learn from the Baton Rouge bus boycott. As King and the Freedom Riders were beginning to organize their bus boycott in Montgomery, they would hold meetings with civil rights leaders from New Orleans and Baton Rouge in Dookie Chase's meeting rooms to learn about the bus boycotts in Baton Rouge. The plan and organization of the Montgomery bus boycotts were inspired by the bus, boy, bus cot, the boycotts in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I'm like tripping over words because I'm like so excited about this one. Jesus. While there were no black-owned banks in African-American communities, people would commonly go to Dookie Chase on Fridays, where Leah Chase and her husband would cash checks for trusted patrons at the bar. Friday nights became popular as people would cash their checks, have a drink, and order a po'boy. Dookie Chase's sixth ward of New Orleans location was flooded by Hurricane Katrina, and Chase and her husband spent more than a year living in a FEMA trailer across the street from the restaurant. To save Chase's African-American art collection from damage, her grandson placed the art collection in a storage. The New Orleans restaurant community got together on April 14, 2006 to hold a benefit, charging $75 to $500 per person for a gumbo fried chicken and bread pudding lunch at a posh French Quarter restaurant. The guests consumed 50 gallons of gumbo and raised $40,000 for the 82-year-old Miss Chase. When she worked to reopen the restaurant, Chase also joined the Women of the Storm, a coalition of women from neighborhoods across the city who joined together to lobby Congress for funds to restore New Orleans and other communities after Hurricane Katrina and Rita. Okay. Now let me talk about Leah Chase's connection to me. So, a couple of years back, uh, I want to say, I'm trying to remember in reference to what stage of life I was in. I think it was before I took my job in New York. I think so. Um, Anytime my life has kind of gone a bit haywire and in this industry, not the direction that I expected it to go in, 
I've always found solace at my mother's home. My mother's originally from Louisiana. There's bits of, I mean, I can say that there's parts of me that are from Louisiana too. I mean, I graduated high school there. I did like second and third grade there, but I always went back and forth. But there's multiple places that I consider home and Louisiana is absolutely one of them. It's part of my background. It's part of my bloodline. It's part of my makeup. Um, <laughs> Louisiana and being Creole and all of that is very, 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 very important to me. And so anytime that anything would kind of go haywire, I always found my way back home. And I remember I was at my mother's house in Natchitoches, Louisiana, and uh, a friend of the family <laughs> uh, found a newspaper article and she sent it by her brother over to our house, to my mom's house. And she said, give this to Dimitri. Like, Leah Chase is going to be over here at this college. Uh, and she's going to be doing a talk. And it's free. As long as you show up, you can go. And you should give this to Dimitri so she can go. And I was like, okay. So, it was about Leah Chase being over there. And she was signing what ended up being her last cookbook. And... Um, which I had no idea. And I knew a little bit about her, but I did not know as much as I know now and as much as I should have known then. And I went and I sat in the audience and she came up, she, uh, she was in a wheelchair to get into the actual meeting room. And majority of the people that were there were people who were actually in the culinary program at the college at that time. And they had a table and stuff set up for her and she 83 84 got up there and did and uh, did a whole demo um i want to say let's see so she died in 2016 so yeah this was 2015 so no i took that back she was definitely in her 90s when i saw her um and this little 90-year-old woman got out of the wheelchair and everybody who was with her and her team was telling her, like, you need to sit down. Like, take it easy. Da, 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 da. No. This is a woman who stayed on her feet and stayed in her kitchen and cooked until the day she died. And when I say that that was nothing but extraordinary and nothing but motivational to me, I mean, you can hear me now. I'm getting emotional now as I talk about it just like I was the day that I saw her it was the most beautiful fantastic amazing thing I have ever seen and she got up there and she talked about her life and how important it was to be able to have this safe space for everybody for the civil rights movement to be there and to know that there was some place that they could come and discuss things and meet freely to plan what needed to be done to make it a safer space for all of us and to know that you can do something that important just with food, with everything, y'all. Um, I owe part of my culinary background and makeup and everything that I do to Mrs. Leah Chase. And uh, it was nothing but a pleasure to be able to see her actually, I think maybe a year before she passed. And I left from there, especially with the time frame that it was for me like when I was in a time of transition and really trying to figure out if this was something that 
I truly should still be doing. I kept having, this was around the time frame when I kept having a lot of terrible experiences in this industry. Uh, Many that kept coming off the tail and the back end of being gender and race related. Uh, A huge part of my makeup and uh, why the Starving Gypsy became what it has now become and what I'm very excited for it to keep growing into is the need to create a safe space, not just for myself, but for people who look like me, for little black girls who look like me, who didn't want to be referred to as a mammy and a servant and the hired help and for people who took this and it's important as a part of legacy and creation and profession and made it an extension of their life and their brand and who they are. Mrs. Leah Chase was a very important woman. Uh, uh, Dookie Chase in New Orleans, and New Orleans itself is a place of culture and movement and blood, sweat, and tears and resiliency. To this day, I will always say that New Orleans is the most resilient, resilient city in the entire U.S. There's a deep spot in my heart that I hold for that city and everything that has culturally um, come out of that city. Your recommended reading for today will be all of the cookbooks by Miss Leah Chase, which would be the Dookie Chase cookbook released in 1990, and I Still Cook in 2003, and Down Home Healthy Family Recipes of Black American Chefs in 1994, which she is a part of as a collective. You should definitely um, check all of that out. And um, her red chef coat, her signature chef coat that she used to wear all the time, um, is actually in the National Museum of African American History and Culture. That is your culinary hot topic of today. Mrs. Leah Chase. I thank you. We thank you.